Hello and welcome to Miss Checkpoints, the video game book club podcast. Today is another bonus episode. We haven't had one of these in a hot minute. That's on me. Um, I'm your host, Marcus, and joining me today, as always, are the homies. First up, we have Trevor. I wish I could make a, a, a drum beat sound effect <laughs> or like some cymbals crashing <laughs> or something like that, right? Yeah. And um, last but not least, we got the homie Dante. Well, you are right down the street. If I push you into a wall, theoretically, <laughs> by this game's logic, it should make some beautiful music. <laughs> some beautiful music. Boom. Uh, the game we're talking about is Ape Out. Uh, this was my choice um, as our bonus game, so I'm going to kick us off. Um, <clears throat> Ape Out is a single-player beat-em-up game developed by Gabe Cusillo and published by Devolver Digital. Um, we've, you know, talked ad nauseum about Devolver Digital at this point, uh, so just go through our catalog. Uh, the game is played from a top-down perspective, and in the game, the player controls a gorilla running through a maze while evading enemies in the form of gun-wielding humans. The human enemies are easily killed with a single attack and can also be grabbed and used as a shield. However, because they're all armed with guns, they can just as easily kill you, the gorilla. Uh, The main goal of the game is to escape each level. Each level's maze design is randomized and slightly different on each run, so it's impossible to memorize the layout of, of a level. Uh, one of the main themes throughout the game is jazz music, and each of the game's four chapters are represented as jazz albums, even down to the track names and album sides. Uh, the gameplay features a loud and chaotic all-percussion jazz soundtrack composed by Matt Bach, which reacts dynamically to the gameplay. Examples include increasing the intensity as the player faces more enemies, crashing cymbals each time an enemy is killed, uh, adjusting the volume according to the speed the player is moving, and how many kills you've achieved. There's other things too. When you're playing more slowly, the music kind of fades into the background. Um, there's container or like huge containers that you can hide in, and uh, the music changes when you're in, in undercover or within cover versus out of cover. So there's a lot going on. Um, in order to provide a reactive and procedurally generated soundtrack, the game draws from a bank of thousands of recorded individual drum sounds and combines them according to the player movement. The sound will also match, or excuse me, the system will also match the location of what is happening on the screen to the drummer symbol, which matches that approximate location on a real drum kit. Each chapter of the game features a different style of jazz percussion, so that the first chapter features the most quintessential jazz sounds, and the uh, chapters afterwards feature more and more unusual instruments for jazz music. Uh, the game also features a minimalist art style, which has been compared to that of Saul Bass, a renowned graphic designer known for his motion picture title sequences, film posters, and corporate logos. Um, he's, he, Saul has worked with some of Hollywood's most prominent filmmakers, including Alfred Hitchcock, Stanley Kubrick, and Martin Scorsese. Uh, if you're interested in checking out his style, there are plenty of YouTube videos and compilations of his movie intros, but some of the... like. I, I pulled up his work and some of the just logos that he worked on included the Kleenex logo, the Girl Scouts logo, the AT&T Globe logo, the Hanna-Barbera logo, the Dixie Cup logo, Quaker Oats, Lowry's, United Way, and more. Um, What's his name again? Uh, Saul, S-A-U-L, Bass, or Bass, B-A-S-S. Um, the game was developed using the Unity engine. It is Kazillo's second game, and development began when Kazillo entered game development courses at NYU while also working on an independent study with Benny, Bennett Foddy, or Foddy 
Uh, Faudi contributed to Ape Out's art style. Bach, the, uh, an assistant professor at NYU, worked on the game's music and sound design. Uh, Ape Art was a part of the NYU Game Center Incubator and was partially financed by Indie Fund, an in, uh, organization created by several indie developers to help fund budding indie titles. Um, I looked at what they had funded, and as of right now, they funded over 50 titles, including uh, Dear Esther, Anti Chamber, uh, The Swapper, Donut County, Hack and Slash, Gora Goa, Her Story, Hollow Knight, and Night in the Woods. Uh, one of the main, um, so, uh, random aside, one of the main founders of Indie Fun is Jonathan Blow of Braid and The, the Witness fame. Um, Devolver Digital announced their involvement in Ape Out in March 2017 when they released a playable trailer and at projected release date of summer 2017. Uh, it wasn't until December 2018 that the publisher announced Ape Out would finally release on February 7th of 2019. And however, the game was... Delayed three weeks and eventually released on February 28th of 2019 on Windows and Switch. And that is my intro. Um, so first off, had you guys... Oh, oh let me go back. Uh, I chose Ape Out because I'm a big fan of... It was it was something that was on my radar when it came out. And I was, you know, some of the gaming podcasts that I listened to um, were interested in it. I wanted to play something that was pretty short because obviously it's a bonus game. I wanted to play something that was had a style, um, and this game has hella style. And I wanted to play something that was compatible, or you could play it on Switch because I know that was something that Trevor likes to do. So I was like, let me throw my, my, my homie a bone and try to pick a Switch game as well. Um, so that was why I chose Ape Out. Um, what did you guys play on, and uh, what is your background, or had you heard of Ape Out? played it before and i'll start with you dante so at some point i played about maybe five minutes of ape ape out i thought i played it on xbox but apparently it's not out on xbox so it must have been um i guess the epic game store because that's the only other place i can think of that i might have had it but obviously i've played a lot of devolver games and I've also familiar with Bennett Foddy just because of his, I'm going to go ahead and call it a meme game. It's called Getting Over It with Bennett Foddy, which is a very, I guess you could call it a staple of Twitch, where like a lot of people play it, and they're just expected to rage by the time they get done with it. And that's pretty much my history. I had no idea. I played, because I I always called it getting over it. I never called it getting over it with Bennett Foddy, so... Cool. Cool. I did not know that. that. Trevor? So I've played this game on Xbox, and it was back in December 2020 when it was free on Game Pass. How? Were you playing it through PC? Yeah, I played it on PC. Okay, okay. I I don't know how Game Pass works. Okay, go ahead. Well, if you have a... I believe if you have a subscription to Game Pass... It allows you to play the Game Pass games on Xbox, and you have access to the Game Pass games on PC, the ones that are available. Gotcha. And that was around the time I was, well, I'm still teleworking, so I started teleworking last year, and every now and then I'll look at the Game Pass games on PC like while I'm sitting at my desk working, and I'll just try to find any game just to play it, and I've streamed a couple of games that I've played. 
Um, but Ape Out was one of them that I streamed a while back. And I never finished it on Xbox or on Game Pass on PC. So when we came back to play it again for the um, for the bonus cast, I ended up buying it on Switch. You're so welcome. <laughs> but I probably do have it on um, the Epic Game Store. I didn't even check there because I was looking through some old messages to see when I actually started playing Ape Out the first time. And I saw Dante's message saying that it was um, it was free at one point, so I think that I think I probably have it on Epic Game Store too. But I would have bought it on Switch anyways. Yeah, yeah. It, it I played it on Switch. Um, I think the game controls very beautifully on Switch. It's an ideal way of playing. I played it in handheld mode. Um, yeah, the controls, everything worked. Uh, so. Um, can can we can we just wax about the style of this game? Can we can we just talk about the style of this game? Um, Let's when, do it. Yeah, when, when so I had seen screenshots and and everything of this game, and I had heard about the procedurally generated you know soundtrack, and we have a history, or you know we played um, what was it, Left Trousers, and I was kind of thinking that the the soundtrack would sound similar to that um where it was just kind of like pseudo procedurally generated it was just kind of like oh it'll change but like i after doing the research and everything in the music i had no idea that it was as extensive as it was in this game even down to i heard that like depending on where you throw somebody against the wall will change the sound effect it makes which is like kind of crazy to me, but um, even before then, I I really really just visually the um, kind of like stop motion paper mache kind of style two D artwork, I was really feeling like like just when you even just boot the game up and are watching the uh, developer listings and just that main menu, I was like, yo, this game looks very very slick. Did did. Did that immediately draw either of you in? Oh yeah, definitely. As a graphic designer, like I've always like when, I, especially when I was a student, um, I've always used more minimalistic design because it just is it's very striking to me a lot of times, and that's the first thing that stood out about this game is not just the you know the cover art and and the menu design, but the actual gameplay. Mm-hmm. is the same style of art you know everything has like a really cut out um type of feel and it's i mean it works like like you it, they use a very minimal um color palette as well um but it's all colors that kind of stand out against each other even like if you look at yeah, the, the yeah. cover art you know they use like orange and yellow for um, the character that you play as the um, the ape, and it really stands out against a lot of the backgrounds that you're in because the color palette changes between levels. Um, but at the same time, you're still like this orange or yellow color, and everything else is maybe like darker greens or purples, browns. Yeah, I I, mm-hmm. I really really like how everything is so is communicated so clearly like you're never like looking at something despite the lack of like a lot of detail 
you're never like, I can't tell what that is, or I don't know what that is, or, or anything like that. Everything is communicated so clearly, and it's easy for everything. Everything stands out. Yeah. Or and I, even, I say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Even without the color, you know, everything has its own silhouette. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So that also helps you distinguish between enemies and yourself and um, different objects in the environment. And, and another thing that I really, and like we're kind of getting into the, the actual level design a little bit, but like the, another thing that I really, really, really enjoyed that is like super subtle is the top, you know, you're playing from a top-down perspective, but the rooms, like it shows the depth of field or, you know, like where you're like, I'm thinking it has a little bit of a fisheye effect to it. Yeah. Yeah. That, that plus like when you're playing a game like hotline Miami, it's like, Oh, like this is clearly communicated as a wall. But like in this game, like when you're moving past like a column or like a, a, a room, you're seeing the height of the wall that you're walking. Yeah. Down. Like ra- rather than it looking like you're looking down over the top of a dollhouse and you can see like the the border like where the outline of the um the walls are the walls go all the way up to like your point of view mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it uses that perspective to show like okay this wall is going all the way up to where i can see and it, i mean it just I've, so, I've never I've seen never a game, seen do, that game do that before. They yeah. always just yeah. like kind of cut it off and say, "Okay, this is your field of view right here," and everything it's just kind of looks like a dollhouse. Pretty genius, all in all, because it does a very good job of communicating to the player. Oh, this is the not only this is your, you know, vision cone, but this is all of the enemy's vision cones as well. Because like, if the enemy is not on screen, they can't see you, so you know immediately. If you go behind something, whether an enemy can see you or they can't see you. Yeah, and, yeah. and, it's, and, just and like, it's just like, I think, I think it's very it's hard very to, hard I, I don't to know act. if we're doing a great job of like talking about it, but it's like, I feel like in most video games, like in Hotline Miami, if you're standing behind a wall, it's just indicated by like a a line. And so you know, like your the opponent can't shoot through that or whatever. And I feel like in other video games, top down, the way they indicate it is they give you a literal field or cone of vision. So anything that you are hiding behind, it does like a little black cone that's coming out that you can't see. But it always feels gamey. And I feel like this was the first time I saw it this way, and I was just like holy crap like i've never seen it done this way and it makes it 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 adds to the chaos that that is this game where you're like being very frantic I, i felt like one of the things that i i think the music and the visual style just that stop motion paper mache style like communicates is just a frenetic like chaoticness and I feel like that even that little touch of like we're gonna extend this column all the way up to the player's line of sight so they can't see behind this thing kind of adds to it because you're you're you know at least the way I played this game is like I was always on the move and it was just like holy crap like I'm I'm moving through this room and I'm behind this column now and I can't see anything around there and so it kind of just the way I played kind of pushed me to go a different way where I could see where I was going. Because uh, like I played in a way that I like didn't stop moving, I was always moving, and so like it just 
added to the how intense this game felt when I was playing it. Um, well, uh, I guess we can start with the premise of the game. <laughs> you are basically an ape. That is, a, like, I think the very, very first level, you um, are kind of like a an, an ape or a gorilla that's behind a... He's in captivity in, like, some type of, like, research lab facility. Um, and you break out. It's very similar to the game we played earlier this year, Carry On, where you just break out, and now everybody is reacting to you breaking out. Um, that was then... the game. I couldn't think of it. <laughs> I was like, man, we've played a game like this before. <laughs> yep. Yeah. 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 Or that one is more Metroidvania. You know, this one is more right. Hotline Miami. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, so you break out, and immediately the game... Um, it, it displays the controls on the floor of the lab as you're moving out. And another cool thing that the game does is it just displays the controls. It doesn't tell you what the controls do. So it's like it's on the player to kind of experiment and see what what each thing does and like kind of develop their own play style. Granted, the controls in this game are very simple. Um, let me know if I missed anything, guys. The left joystick moves the the, the gorilla. The right joystick kind of uh, positions your body in the direction you're pointing. So it's almost like a dual joystick shooter, except for the only thing that the uh, right joystick kind of does is just faces you in the direction. Um, the um, left, wait, left. Go ahead. Go ahead. The right joystick does something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. If you say so. me. I, I don't think I ever use it. They yeah, yeah. at least tutorialize it or anything. It, yeah, yeah, they, yeah do. they do. They do. It's it's not in the very very beginning. It's it's a little bit into the game. I think it's um, I want to say it's. The I'm, first I'm not time. disputing you. I'm just saying I never used it. Yeah, yeah. I think it's the very first time you pull one of the uh, the doors off the wall and you can use it as a shield. I think that's when it tells you that you can use the right joystick to it. Just turn yourself. It's very slow. It's it's not like as, as quick and responsive, quick and responsive as a normal. As a normal uh, that kind of. I guess the thing I'm confused because, because in situations, in situations like, like that, when you're holding the door, you do move slower. So maybe maybe I'll play it again and try using. You can do the same thing with humans too with the shields. But yeah, I mean, the door. I just did that with the left joystick. You can you you can definitely use the left joystick for sure, but it, it's it's um it's not like like I said it, it, this is like a dual joystick light, so it's not like I'm trying to think like Geometry Wars. If you're playing, the left joystick moves, the right joystick is where you're shooting at, and if you don't use the right joystick, you're never gonna change like your your direction you're shooting in this game your monkey is always going to be looking in the direction uh that you're moving the left joystick but you can use the right joystick to kind of turn your monkey when you're holding doors and or um uh enemies Enemies. it's kind of like you You can strafe basically because the the Mm. left joystick joystick, i mean mean, for all intents and purposes purposes, is is your um, acceleration, acceleration you're moving forward mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. and it and moves you it moves in whichever direction you're pointing whereas, whereas the right the right joystick the just joystick turns just you turns mm-hmm. and not necessarily, not necessarily moves you forward, you forward. Yeah. yeah okay okay that makes sense, that makes sense. 
I don't think it. I mean, obviously, it didn't affect either of you. (laughs) (laughs) Not using the second joystick, so you can definitely beat the game without it. It, I think it gives you a smidge more precision if you want. Um, uh, I have issues with, you know, playing dual joystick kind of things on the Switch, anyways. So I wouldn't say it's super precise for me, but I have big hands. I mean, I can see in certain certain situations. I'll wait till we get to that point in the levels. Um, where you meet certain enemies yeah, and yeah. you don't want to move forward, you just want to turn in their direction. Yeah, yeah. So I could see where that would come in handy. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> uh, left joystick, right joystick, uh, left trigger, um, it uh, grabs enemies, and then the right trigger is a shove, and you can push enemies. And that's and really that's it. Really it. Um, um, obviously, there's obviously some, there's there are some, more yeah, things more you can do. So, so when you shove somebody, somebody uh, you can shove you enemies shove into enemies other enemies. enemies. You can shove you enemies shove out enemies of windows out or, or uh, out of the environment. Of the environment. Um, you, can um, you can shove. shove uh, you can break glass. You can also you can just also run through it, but you can use it to like break glass. And then the grab mechanic, you grab people and kind of use it as use them as human shields um you can um grab doors or um and rip them off of their you know their their hinges or whatever um and yeah that that's basically the general gist of the game um enemies are very uh weak they take one hit to kill so you know you push an enemy into a wall they explode into a pool of blood you can push enemies of equal strength uh into each other and kill both of them um you can use you can use enemies as human shields so you can um grab them and then kind of just walk slowly to other enemies that are shooting at you and like let them take the bullets um so there's a little bit of uh depth in that i guess you can say very little depth um but uh i what did you guys think about the 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 combat just this these the the this two mechanics i should say they work really well um it was just the way I played was a little bit of stealth and a little bit of, I mean, I mostly almost always move forward, but at the same time, like I was very good at like baiting enemies out and getting them to chase me a little bit and then just coming back around the corner and pushing them. So it was a lot of fun, just kind of, it was pretty much Metal Gear, if I'm being honest. Like <laughs> it has the exact like top, like Metal Gear Solid 1 specifically, where you have the top down angle. And it's like you have these guards that have, you know, their little guns with lights at the end of them. And I'm like, okay, he's coming this way. Okay, he's turned around. Let me just get behind him. Metal Gear Solid, you choke him out. This one, you push him. Same concept. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. yeah, I, I immediately got taken back to that. Um, yeah, like, yeah, I, like I, I, think I, that, I think that at first at I was first like, was oh, like, this is oh, all, this you, is can all you can do. But then, like, then, like, like I, I was thinking, I, I was like, thinking the... Like the but it never gets old. Yes, yes exactly. exactly. I was I was worried when I played the first, played the first chapter, chapter. I was like, like oh, so like I'm not I'm gonna not get any new abilities or whatever. Like, whatever, is there really not really much not else to this, else game? this game? But then but you then get the complexity, complexity and like the the layering in this game is is the enemy types and the and the the levels and like the things that they start introducing on each of the levels. Yeah, this is in my opinion more of a puzzle than like. 
it's not a combat oriented game. It's a puzzle oriented thing. So it's like the same way Hotline more or less. Is. Yeah, it's about yeah, yeah. figuring out what to do in each scenario. Okay, there's two of these enemies here, and like one of the rocket enemies. Now, which order do I need to take them out? Do I need to use stealth to like bait one over here? Can I just push this guy out the window? Yeah, and then you yeah. just you know you're you're kind of making it up as you go. That's the thing I really liked about this game. Like, it's, like yeah, it ties into the jazz. jazz. I was going <laughs> to say that you, you make it up as you go, and I played a little bit differently. Like rather than looking at it from which enemy do I need to take out first, I was more so of like which direction do I need to go so that I have the least amount of enemies looking at me. The Sekiro approach. Pretty much. Like, if if I wasn't... So, to go back to Marcus's uh, question as far as, like, the the combat mechanics, you have a certain range where you can grab enemies. Like, once the enemy comes onto the screen, there it has a potential chance to see you and turn around and start shooting. And I think once it sees you, there's almost like a countdown timer to when it fires the first shot, or depending on which enemy type it is, it begins firing whatever weapon it has. And so, depending on where you are on the screen and where the enemy is, you have a certain amount of range where you can get to it to grab the enemy or push them before they start shooting you. And that was kind of how I would gauge which direction I would go, you know, kind of fight or flight type situations. And if there was anything between me and the enemy, and, you know, of course you have to determine like what weapon the enemy is holding and whether or not you actually want to engage them. In case you want those problems. Exactly. The the other thing, too, is it's not just... When they when see they you, see I, I felt I, like I sometimes felt it's when they hear you, too, where you're too, like, you're like yeah. if you yeah. triggered yeah. another person another to shoot you, or, or um, one of the things, of the with, things with, with using a human using shield, shield is once you grab somebody, there's another timer where the person would use their gun, whatever gun they're holding. And so that was really cool, because that was where I felt like a lot of the... Some of the, Some the, of the combat depth, combat depth started to started really to show, show itself, itself. Was there was, was you know multiple, multiple enemy types, types, so there was enemies that, that uh, held uh, shotguns, and then uh, and I think then, uh, that, was that was primarily it in the in the first, in the first chapter. chapter. And then they start introducing start other enemies, other enemies uh, ones that hold rocket launchers, ones that hold flamethrowers, explosive enemies, enemies that have some type of body armor, enemies that use machine guns. And so once you start dealing with those enemies, enemies, like every single single enemy, enemy, when you use them as a human shield, reacts specific to that enemy type. So, uh, you know, they're all going to shoot their gun or whatever, but the guns have the different, like, powers or abilities. So, like, if you were to use a human shield on the shot uh, against the shotgun person... Okay, cool. Okay, like they, cool. Like they, you know, shoot the shotgun, shotgun at you. At the you, human that you're using dies, and then you're you're good. But if you're to use a human shield against a rocket launcher person, 
you would die, you would die. If, if you use your shield your against shield a against machine gun person, gun person their first their bullet first is going to, even though they kind of spray erratically, erratically, the first the bullet first that hits the shield is going to kill the shield, but then they still have way more bullets, so they're going to be shooting. So there's a strategy that's involved within that. The explosive enemies, once they, if you use them as a human shield and they die, they explode. They're kind of like suicide bombers in a sense, and that takes you out too. Same thing with, if you use a flamethrower person, you catch on fire. Um, so um, like there so was like, there like, was a, like a, the, enemies the enemies became, became in a sense in parts a sense of the parts puzzle, of the and puzzle. I and I thought that I was thought like that was really, really 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 cool. cool. Um, they all they interacted all a specific way. You could kind of use them to take out rooms, but like I said. There was a strategy that I kind of had where I was like, um, oh, crap, I accidentally grabbed this person. Let me go ahead and shove them into this wall before they shoot because that was a stealthier way. That wouldn't draw the attention of somebody shoving shoving an enemy into the wall wouldn't grab attention to the other enemies the same way if I held somebody as a human shield and they heard a gunshot go off. And um, so I thought that was really, really, uh, like, also just great game design. Yeah, and one of the things that I definitely, like, another comparison to Metal Gear is sometimes you want the other enemies to hear you, so I'd intentionally, like, let an enemy shoot a gun or whatever. (laughs) So, and then it's like, oh, I'm at the beginning of this corner, they hear that shot, they're all going to come running. Triple kill. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> kill tactics. Like, like setting up, setting it, you're setting up kills too. So it's like, okay, I know this room. I can see there's four people in there, but they're kind of all spread out. But if I grab this guy that's in the corner and like quickly drag him into the other room, let him shoot, then the other three are going to come running in a line or something like that, you know? Yep. Um, it, it, I don't know. Like, I. It, it was like it the, was the, like the, the enemies, enemies, the AI, the AI themselves were like were very, very, once you learn their learn pattern, pattern, it was like, like your hook, line, and sinker, sinker, you're just playing them like a puppet, like a puppet the master. The master. <laughs> but it was so, it was so satisfying, satisfying to do that, to, do to, that, set, to it set it up, to like knock it down. It was almost like you're setting up dominoes, like a big, like elaborate domino project Project. and then you're like okay okay, tip it over and then you just like see how how everything unfolds in front of you yeah and there might only be like seven different enemy types there's regular soldier armored soldier there's like the guy that shoots the pistol and runs Mm -hmm. Um, the smaller smaller, yeah the smaller enemies enemies. yeah there's rocket launcher dude that's four and Uh, machine, gun machine gun is five. Machine gun, yeah. Uh, explosive, uh, explosive is six, is six and, and flamethrower is seven. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the, I guess, bigger soldiers, they have a variety of weapons they can use, but... Oh, yeah, they had oh, a yeah, sniper, yeah. sniper sniper one, sniper one, too. There's sniper, and then there's the guys, like, the big soldier, they can have just a regular rifle, they can have a shotgun, they can have a machine gun. Yeah. yeah, and I had, yeah, mentioned, I had mentioned earlier, earlier too. So, like the <laughs> bigger guys that have the armor, they are like basically considered the tier two enemies. So, if you were to grab a tier one enemy, which are basically any of the other enemies, and shove them into them, they just stumble back. They don't actually die unless you shove them into a like they're really close to a wall. So there's that strategy too, where it's just like, do I have a tier one enemy or am I holding a tier two enemy? Because they also, as human shields, they take more bullets. 
Um, so yeah, like, and, and I, I like the uh, visual too because you can see on the enemy like once they get shot they start to lose their armor and then you see them naked and then if they get shot again that's when you lose the shield yeah yeah and then the other thing too um, going back to the crap uh... did you ever mention the limbs no I didn't so when you push an enemy into a wall they become a bloody mess like we said earlier but you can pick up potentially some of their limbs from the their corpse, and then you can use those to throw them at enemies. So I, I never did I that. Never did that. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, I never really? did that. Yeah. Oh, it's it's super yeah. helpful. Yeah, like it doesn't yeah, like, kill, it doesn't enemies, kill like, enemies, like like when you throw an enemy against another enemy, but it you know it just stuns them, and so it's useful. Like if you have a yeah, ton of space like, between space you and the enemy, if you're like in a big open room. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, um, oh yeah, so I remember yeah, the point. So like, so like, for the most part, I would say like, you know, all the tier one enemies take one bullet or one shove, they die. The tier two enemies, they take one shove, they die, but they take two bullets. And then you as the monkey, you can take um, three hits. And I, again, I feel like the game does a great job of... Um, visualizing and showcasing your health without giving you some type of health bar because one of the things we didn't say is there's no HUD to this game like all you're seeing is like the action that's playing out so when you take like a hit of damage you have like when you're moving you're leaving behind a small like blood trail and then if you take a second hit of damage it becomes a bigger pool of a bigger blood trail and then on the third hit you die so I feel like um, the game also does a good job and i and i didn't check i don't know if that uh if your blood trail if the enemies react to your blood trail i didn't notice that but i think it was like a great way of relaying that information to the player without putting some type of you know uh health bar or anything on the screen another cool thing um just and this is kind of different but it goes along with the visuals is when you walk through a pool of blood like enemy's blood you leave footprints too yeah (laughs) there's gonna be big pools of blood too because you're killing lots of people um Let's see, the, Let's see, the, the, the other thing the other I, thing I really, really, really want to shout out, like, again, like, I think we're, a lot of what we're doing is praising the game design in this, is, uh, I think the game does a really good job of kind of, like, teaching you how to play the game without teaching you and, like, explaining it to you, because I was very much a, I'm just a shover, and I'm killing everybody, and I'm just going, and I'm going, and I'm going, and at one point, there is a sequence where you're walking, like you rip this uh, door off a wall and you're walking down this long hallway and it's a super long hallway and there's multiple enemies but you don't know that at that point and you could hold on to the door and use that as like a shield because it's wide enough that no enemies can walk around you but obviously I was just like let me go ahead and throw this because you're, you're moving really really slow and like that was one of the things that uh, dissuaded me from uh wanting to to use human shields shields is because there's a significant significant difference. difference. You're like moving half speed, speed, would you guys say? If that, maybe even more than half speed. Yeah, probably about half. And, um... 
Uh, so, like, I, I really like playing this game fast-paced and kind of playing more reactive. So I was, like, not doing the, the grabbing a lot. And then when you're going down these long hallways, you're seeing, road, you know, enemies, and they're kind of staggered in a, in a way that it's, like, grab one, and then there's an enemy, like, coming up. And, like, it, when you're shoving them, it's fine. You can get far into that hallway, but at the end, you're fighting a lot more armored enemies, and they're a lot more grouped up together. Together, and, it becomes, and it becomes, I would say, I would next say to next impossible to kind of play it, play it the, shoving the shoving way. And then that's and then when that's it clicked for me. And I'm like, okay, I have to use both of these. I can't just like, which is stupid, but I don't know about that. What? What? You can, sh- like, as long as you make contact with the other enemies, then shoving perfectly works there. I, just I because mean, everything gets staggered. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, you were like shoving enemies into enemies, but I, I felt like that was a really, really, really elegant really way of showcasing, showcasing like you need to use your full arsenal. arsenal. And I felt like and there was a like couple, couple of instances, instances where they were like, uh, where, where they trained you, trained or it was like it was a lot easier if you did it this way versus the other. And I, I thought like it was instead of it being like, oh, we're going to show you a tutorial or we're going to spell this thing out. Like they did it seamlessly within the game. And I thought that was really just like a kudos to them. I wouldn't call that. Yeah, I definitely got to say like, I can't speak for everybody, but the tutorial, the, the tutorialization that this game does certainly worked for me where it was very minimalist. They put the word stylishly on the ground at one point. And then they kind of just trust you as a player to figure out the rest. Yeah. And they do create certain scenarios where, um, like Marcus said, it behooves you to um, perhaps play certain ways, but they don't necessarily force it on you or like spell it out to you in a way that is very blatant or obnoxious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Another thing Another that thing I that like, I, like how my play how style, my play switched, style switched, switched was... was um, um, one of the things of the that, things uh, that uh, this, this is something that I've something always, that liked always liked in games, games um, where you can, um, after you beat a level, level the game kind of zooms, zooms out and like shows you the entire stage, stage or, whatever. or whatever. Like, I, like, like I, the thing I'm thinking, thinking of, the game I'm thinking of is Super Meat Boy. So you know, like, say you play four, four level four three, and you die fifty times, and then on your fifty first try, you you beat it. The game kind of stores the. Your runs, your runs for those other 50 those times other and shows you, shows you all your routes, all your routes and shows you where you veered off and everything. And this game doesn't, this game doesn't quite do that, but every time you die, the game zooms out and shows you like an, uh, like the, the map of the level and shows like a little like tracing of the route that you went. And, um, it was very cool to see that, especially in the later levels, because the later levels become to get more massive and more elaborate. And then it was just like, oh man, I'm spending so much time in this first room and there's like four other like giant rooms right after this, especially like that last level break in, um, where it was just kind of like, oh, I got to pace myself a little bit better and not go in so hot because I got to, you know, play four more rooms after this. And then the cool then the thing, cool too, too, and I, I think, I think um, 
because the game is, or you know, the the, the levels are procedurally generated. Every time you die, like your the, the the bones of the level are still the same. So you're still in the same like overall map. But like key elements, whether it's enemy spawn points um, or just structures and everything that you can use to your advantage, uh, kind of get moved around. And, yeah, and it's so subtle that you yeah. might not even <laughs> notice it. Like. I noticed the enemies were definitely moving around, and I I thought that parts of the level were moving around, but I wasn't quite sure. I'm like, am I trip? I don't remember this <laughs> crater or this um container being here, or this this mm. wall here. I think <laughs> this guy throwing me off. I think it throws think it us throws off because, because you start, you start I, another, another great, great game design game thing, design thing is I feel like I you feel start like you using start the environment, environment a lot more in the later levels, levels in the later in chapters. The later chapters. So you like, definitely like, have to, especially out in that jungle area. Yeah. yeah. So in the so in the first in the couple first of couple missions, missions or levels, like especially when you're in like the office, office uh, the, the, uh, the laboratory, laboratory like, like there's, there's not, not really. really I, I think it also think kind, it also of, kind is of is like, like maybe like, like I'm looking into it, but like kind of social commentary or whatever, because like office spaces and like those facilities, like they're like not really noticeable. Like they're all kind of generic piecemeal. And so, and like, you're so not going to notice, like, oh, this oh, little this cubicle little is a little bit bigger now, or this desk or this isn't desk placed is here, here. But you're going to notice things notice like this car is parked here, this container, container is moved to the moved side to over here, or this explosive barrel, barrel is placed over here. here. So, so I, I thought that I thought was, that like, was really like cool. Really cool. Um, um, and like, like you said, not something like I didn't realize it was going on in the first chapters. But then when I was later on in the game, I was like, who put that explosive barrel there? Or like, oh, crap, now i got to deal with a uh, rocket launcher enemy right off the bat versus before I was dealing with a shotgun enemy or something like that. So it adds a, like a nice little challenge as well that I uh, really, really like. Um, and then beyond that, too, like one of the cool things is uh, each... I mean, there's a lot of different style things that we can touch on. Um, the the way the when you start a new level and how the music kind of comes in, and then the text for the level, the name of the level, or like the quote unquote name of the track pops up is really like stylized and just very stylish. Um, but each of the uh, chapters are kind of themed after an album. And there's a side A and side B that are kind of like uh, natural breaking points between the levels. So uh, I think for the most part, you play four levels. That's a side. So like chapter one is, you know, four levels in an office building or uh, excuse me, in a laboratory um, where you're learning the game. And I feel like the B side is the silhouette, like the lights go off in the facility. And so like the whole vibe of the level is completely different because now you're seeing a bright white outline of your character in a very dimly lit uh, laboratory facility and the, you don't see enemies anymore you just see the beam of their flashlight the cone of the flashlight that's you know attached to their gun and it gives the game a completely different uh, like aesthetic one it just looks completely different but then just like the whole pace of the game completely shifts i feel like what did you guys feel about the uh the difference that like that tonal shift just within the same chapter for me maybe i wasn't go ahead i was just gonna say for me it it really really added to it because because like that first half like when you're on side a of each chapter it's it's 
I mean, it definitely I mean, leaves you wanting, leaves more, wanting more, more at the end of it. The end of it. So, um, so it doesn't um, feel it doesn't like a like definitive a end to each end section, section, like when, between like side A and side B. But I'm glad they brought that that element into it because I mean, it just. It, it just follows it the just theme follows of the like theme the records from when you start the level, level um, or each section or each of the game, of the game um, or each disc. Or each disc um, you know they have it sectioned off by the different albums. So I'm glad it it adds that theme. But for me, it's you know it just seems more like a continuation of that level. Yeah, I guess I didn't really notice too much of a difference between the A side and the B side in a lot of the cases, but. The design of all the levels was great. Like I can't really fault it at all for that. And one of the things, like I'm, I played it on the channel, so like I have the video, and I'm actually watching a little bit of the gameplay right now. One of the things I wanted to bring out about the style, I like the. Um, it's not film grain. Maybe you have a better. You you guys might have the term for this, but like how a black wall has kind of like. Static ish texture to it that's moving all the time. That that's that, that, that stop motion. Stop um, motion. Um, I try to explain it to our, our mutual our friend Thomas, and I was like, I was like you know the little you know the intro little screen intro when you're watching Rugrats? And like and it goes to. You know, so like the in the main logo and stuff. Yeah, the yeah, background is always constantly moving. It's like they're slightly making like shifts. On the, on the graphic, graphic every, single, every frame. single frame so like, so like that, that frame of wall is just being repeated, repeated i don't know, I don't know 15, 15 fr- uh, frames, frames 30 frames 60 frames i have no idea but it's kind of like flickering between yeah yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Like so like that's that's, that's what's, what's going, going on. on and like they're doing that constantly with elements within the game within the main menu within the the loading of uh you know the uh title screens or the the level title screens like it's just constantly going on yeah, anything so cool. that isn't silhouetted, and even yeah. I guess the walls are technically silhouetted and so. Well, yeah, 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 it's, yeah. it's basically everything. It's, and like yeah, I, I think I, that, I think adds, that adds, to adds to the, the how chaotic, how chaotic this, game this game is because the because game, game is always is constantly, constantly moving. moving. I feel like I feel the music like is music always is constantly always reacting to what you're doing, and then the way you actually play it. Like I think everything about this game kind of pushes you in the direction of never stopping moving, and um, I don't know. I I, I just yeah, think it's really get, great. <laughs> I I'm sure you guys are probably more familiar with it than I am, but you guys know about like call and response jazz. Sure. Yeah. So this game seems kind of like based on that concept where like, so, like the game is reacting to everything you are doing, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. in a different way than like every game reacts to what you're doing. But this game in specific, like there is musical cues. There are like just elements that it's all so cohesive. Yeah, yeah. In a way that yes. like. So, so the so way the music the way is going is there's like an underlying, underlying, like kind of percussive, or uh, drum track going, going on, on, and then it gets and it louder, gets louder or, softer, or softer depending on the action of, of, of that, like, that, like, 
how quickly you're moving. Um, there's a one of the things we didn't talk about is there's like a little hitch to the movement where you when you hold a left stick in a direction, you start. There's like a startup to the animate, not the animation, but the speed. You're not going full speed until you like hold that direction for maybe a second or two. So it's not like a a, a, a major hitch. Um, but, um, I but I feel like that kind of adds to the, the frenetic pace of the game. Of the game. And then also and then just also the music where you're like, you're like, you have this you drum have this beat that's drum going on and it gets on, louder and quicker as you're moving. moving. But then on but top of that, whenever you're doing an action, whether it's pushing or grabbing somebody or something and killing somebody, like when you push somebody into a wall, there's a crash of a symbol. And so like you're linking kind of this stuff together to create this music as you're going. And it's always hectic and loud and chaotic. Chaotic and, and like every single every element, element kind of is tied is together tied to this together jazz, jazz theme. theme, and like everything, and like is, everything so is so cohesive. Um, and then, like and then we were like saying, we were with saying the, the, I think the, I think the tonal, tonal shift is the most, is the most uh, apparent in the first one, the first, one, the first the disc, disc, where you know where you're in the lab, in the lab. both both well, times. Uh, side A and side B, but side A is like kind of teaching you the basics and side B is like a little bit more stealthy because the lights are out and, you know, all that things. Uh, but then the next couple of discs are a little bit different. So disc two, you're an office building and you're going down uh, uh, the floors of an office building and um, like a sky rise or a skyscraper. And... Um, it's cool it's because, cool because uh, uh, one, of one of the things, so at this so point, the only like kind of environmental thing is like kind of, kind of the lights going, the lights out. going but out. But in this, this, this chapter, this it introduces elevators. elevators. So like more so like enemies more popping up onto the, the, the floor you're on. Uh, enemies uh, repelling into, into the buildings. Uh, I think uh, later I think on, on the side B side, you've transitioned over from a completed sky rise. Like for whatever reason, I think the top... Go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say there are elevators in the first. Um, oh so, yeah, in the laboratory. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, but with the yeah, sky with rise, the sky I, rise, I feel like the, feel top, like the top fifty floors, 50 floors or whatever are like completed. But for whatever reason, you you're running away from these people and you transition to this building that is a sky rise that is like not. It's currently being worked on. So it's like, so it's like lumber, lumber and, and things are there instead of being in an office space. space. And so like and so they have they a sniper that's trying to shoot at you. So like if you're out in the open, open not behind, behind something, you can see this red beam that's, you know, focusing in on you. Um, and then I, I want to say the third disc is when they introduce the woods and the slash jungle. And so there they introduce the flamethrower enemies. They also introduce kind of explosive barrels, so you have to deal with that. And then later on, they have these bombs that drop. So like the this, you're running, and then just like a random bomb that pops ahead of you, and you have like a second or two to get out of its blast radius, or it's gonna explode. Uh, so kind of uh, adds that, and because that level is way more, or that particular chapter is way more open than a lot of the other ones, where um, before you were in buildings and like in rooms, and this one is you're like out in the jungle. And then the last, and the last um, disc is uh, a ship. And that one is kind of like a culmination of everything. So we have all the different enemy types. They introduce, um, again, uh, uh, container barrels that you can get in and out of. Or container shipping shipping uh, containers that you can get in and out of. They still have the explosive barrels. Um trucks that you trucks can hide behind, behind and, and they're just much they're just larger, larger levels, levels because now you're now trying to piece together everything, together everything you had learned, learned prior to this, this. um, um 
Yeah, I, 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 uh, <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I, I, I didn't realize I like this game as much as I did until I'm here talking about it. <laughs> like before, I was like, yeah, like the game was fun and everything, but now, like when I'm talking about, it, I was like, that game was freaking awesome. Yeah, I figured yeah, you'd I like it because like it back when I played it on Game Pass, it was, it was maybe a little maybe while a little after while we had played, played Hotline, Hotline Miami. Miami. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, yeah, this seems like it'd be right up Marcus's alley. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, yeah, it just, it checks, it checks all the boxes, dude. I think it's like so well designed and I feel like everything ties together. I'm not, especially like a jazz person or like, you know, into jazz music. I appreciate it, but I don't like listen to it or it's like my normal genre of music to listen to, but I just really like how the sound, like, like track was track cr- created, was created for, this for this game. I really like how, how uh, reactive uh, it is, is and um, um, I really, really, really like the really art like style. style. Um, so I would highly, highly I recommend, recommend Saul Bass uh, for everybody uh, out there to like check out some of his, his um, t- film, film uh, intros, intros because a lot of what they do in these level intros is very similar to that, and even just like his art style for the movie posters that he did. Like I think he did the Shining movie poster and Vertigo and. Uh, the man, the with, man the with the golden arm and like some of those movies and like a lot of his aesthetic is very 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 reminiscent of this game um, or i should or say I should this say game is very very reminiscent of his so it kind of like ties in a lot of things that i really really like into a nice neat package that is this game um did you guys have anything else to add gameplay wise um, one thing I did want to say is I do appreciate this game's, um, they, anything that can be done to you can be done to an enemy. So like <laughs> if a flamethrower enemy shoots flames and catches something on fire and another enemy runs into it, they're on fire. If an enemy's close to an exploding barrel and another enemy shoots it, they're going to blow up. So I don't know. This game just... It just works. That's <laughs> what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. The, friend, yeah. the friendly yeah. fire in this game is pretty. I don't know. It's just. It feels rewarding. It feels rewarding. It does. It really does. Especially like if a rocket guy tries to shoot you around a corner and some. I've had them blow themselves up occasionally. Mm-hmm. Those rocket Those dudes, rocket were, dudes like were like snipers. snipers. Oh, oh my! Because oh you, you hear the <laughs> like before it even happens, <laughs> and so if you wait too long, you know sometimes you can sometimes juke and get out of the way of it. But I mean, they had. I never got hit by one. You wait what? Say that again. I never got hit by a rocket. Oh, my man was playing. He was playing Metal Gear out here, man. I was watching Dante play. You just run up to him. You just run like literally is. If you can see them on screen, you have enough time to get to them before they shoot. As long as you go immediately to them, we play differently. We play, yeah, I was about to say, I yeah, I, I was watching Dante <laughs> play, and like there were a lot of times, lot of times where where you were like engaging were like enemies engaging that you didn't even need to. Need to. Like I saw where you I were in high rise, high rise at one point. And you would get and to the stairs, to and then the all of a sudden, I would see you turn around. Like, you saw me. Like, dang, why you? Hey, man, you got to make sure. Like, you don't want them coming up behind you. Because what if somebody shoots? What if one of those MFers shoots, and then they're like, oh, wait, I need to go that way? 
<laughs> you gotta think. You gotta play that 4D chess. You gotta be thinking ahead. I, I, so, I, so I did so play I did that play way. That I'm interested, interested to see how you guys all played or like hear about it. But I, I definitely played the way Dante played in the very beginning, where I was like, I'm not leaving nobody in this facility alive. I don't care if it's the janitor. I don't care if it's the cafeteria lady. I don't care if it's the lady at the front desk. Everybody is getting these gorilla paws. I ran past a lot of stuff. Like there were certain times where I probably could have. Um, kept going, but sometimes you want to make extra sure like nobody's going to come up from behind. That's always my biggest thing from stealth for stealth games. Well, but I, I, yeah. yeah, I played it. My, like I played my general here. strat, my general strat, like, and this, it started in pretty much one one and persisted to the end of the game. Like, I would take the lower route as much as possible, unless like it wasn't viable, and then I'd go up. Oh, so you oh, would kind of like hug the walls? You're saying. Kinda like I would always take the lower route and then just try to figure out the best option from there. Did you even do that on the dark levels? Uh, pretty much, yeah. Huh. Like the only thing I did differently with the dark levels was you're talking about the ones where you could see the flashlights. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I would watch them, see their flashlight turn towards me, wait until they turned around, and then just rush them. Yeah, I always ran to the light on the. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) what are you doing? (laughs) That's why the light is there. In my head, it was like a it was a horror movie, and I was. (laughs) No, no, you don't run towards you. Bad at horror. No, no, I was. I better not play Resident Evil like that. I was the monster, and I was like, I'm finna f your day up. Oh, you turn that flashlight on. Oh, you put your back to me. Oh, you getting snatched and thrown. You sneak up behind him. That's what the monster does. Yeah, I, yeah, I would sneak I would up. I would literally. That's, that's what I did on the, those levels. So like the the, the first chapter, and I would say the second one too. I was like clearing out everything, and I was like, I'm I'm going, I'm doing zigzags, and I'm going to every single room. I'm killing everybody. Because <laughs> like y'all y'all ran these tests on me. Uh uh-uh, uh, y'all gotta go. Y'all gotta go. But um, I think later on, like especially, I think the high rise level, I kind of was like, let me just. Start going like you said and kind of sticking to the walls. I really liked um, that level too because you could throw people off the building, which was always rewarding. So then that was uh, one of the benefits of like sticking to the walls there is you could throw people out the window. And the same thing once you got to the uh, the boat where you could throw people off the boat and, and into the water and everything. So that's when I started to like kind of play your strategy and especially because you're in a more and more complex kind of maze, like a much much larger level. So there's more enemies. More opportunities to die. So then uh, later on in the game, just because it got more and more things thrown at you, I was less about let me kill everybody and more about let me take the most efficient route. What about you, Trevor? I was definitely trying to avoid enemies for the most part, or at least get to a point where I could take out enemies. I could get to um, like one on one with enemies. Like shoot me like, the fair one, me the fair one. Um, uh, but, but yeah, I yeah, I wasn't because I, I I saw a couple saw of times where Dante, Dante was playing, and it was almost like he was corralling enemies. Like he would be oh, yeah. um, playing yeah, peekaboo like, like around a, a corner or a, or a, or a pillar or something, and like wait till they all gathered, and then he would try to like get multi kills. And I was just like, man, after you get them in the room, just run. Just run. But, uh, but, but yeah, we definitely, we definitely had, had different, different play styles. 
I did a little Not bit of that too, bit. where I would go into I a room, kill everybody, and I would like somebody would see me go into a room, and like I had enough time to like kind of set them up. Them up. Yeah, and then yeah, I would come around the corner, corner grab, grab one, and then bring them back to me. That was my favorite. I was like, as soon as I'm clear, because there were there were some instances where. I would, um, I would, um, I would just look would out, just look and, out there and there would be a bunch of, of flamethrower enemies. enemies. And with those, and you can those, literally you just kind of run past them. Yeah. As long yeah. as you don't run straight towards them, like they can't hit you. Um, so there was one level where I got lucky and, and it was just the level full of flamethrowers. So all I did was run straight to the, um, to the finish line. <laughs> See, flamethrowers were probably like my weakest enemy because, always wanted to like my strategy was always to run towards the enemy and then push them into a different enemy but you literally like if you try to run towards a flamethrower dude and he has any semblance of time to kind of figure out where you are he's gonna get that hit in so and then on top of that too i died so many times because once you kill a flamethrower enemy there's a little ball of flame wherever they die at and so, like, and so, sometimes, like sometimes it becomes, like, a little, like, spot, spot where it's, like, where it's like, like, I can't run, I can't over, run the over the spot until the flame dies, dies out. And there and were many there times were many where I was, like, like already, at already at two, you know, I threw you know, somebody I threw up against the wall, against the wall not, thinking, not about thinking about it, about it or threw them or into threw another flamethrower person, and then, oh, there's a ball of flame right under my feet, and then I immediately died. Um, I think my hardest uh, enemy was the rocket launcher guys. They took me the most amount of... Because I felt like they were super accurate. And that level in particular, the, the boat levels, they were way more open than a lot of the other levels. So like it, I had to change up my play style and um, start using the container crates a little bit more. And I couldn't be as quick as I wanted. I had to be a little bit more calculated. and uh, So I was bobbing and weaving in and out of those uh, storage crates. Uh, I, I was gonna say you sound like Trevor because I'm like, man, that level was super linear to me. Like, oh no, you <laughs> you bop from crate to crate. It's it's 100 Metal Gear right there. You're oh just yeah, like, yeah, that yeah, part. Yeah, bop, yeah, out yeah. bop. But it what, took me a while to figure that out because I hadn't been playing that way at all leading up to that point. So it was just kind of like, oh, and like that was one of the things I really appreciated is that they game as you go on, you have to use the environment more and more. And that was just something that I wasn't doing up until that part. Yeah, the ship was actually like, I only died three times on the ship. Man, I died 51 times. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. So I was trying to find my uh, my stats at the end, um, but I think I vaguely remember them. So the first disc, I, I think I had, I don't remember the times for any of them, but I had 39 deaths. So I had 12. The second disc, I had 9. I had 7. Third disc, I had 16. I had 14. And then the last and disc, I had, seven. I had seven. Dang! <laughs> I had 51 <laughs> on the last. Like, that last that one, dude, last it, one took dude it took forever. me forever. And that's even the one, Trevor, you said, like, the one level took you a while. To, um, oh, I don't know uh, what it's Rec- called, but it was kind of, like, linear, and there's yeah. a couple of the Rocket dudes. Yeah, Wreck was the one that, that took me a while. But, yeah, that 39 yeah, that deaths 39 on the first disc. I don't know what I was doing, honestly. You were learning. You were learning. Um, so, uh, 
I don't I remember. Don't remember. Um, um, do you have do you arcade, have arcade mode, mode from the jump, or do you have to beat the disc, the disc in order to unlock arcade, arcade mode? mode? I have no clue. So I think um, you have to beat just beat each disc, and it okay. unlocks arcade okay. mode for that. So, 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 there's so there's two, two additional, additional modes in the game. So you have the normal mode or whatever, whatever you want to call it that you play as, which we all played. Then there's arcade mode. Uh, which, uh, which makes it a makes bit it more difficult, more difficult so, it, so it adds a, adds a time, time limit to each level. Each level. And then you and only then you get only one life for the entire chapter. chapter. So if you so were to die, die on the fourth level, level, you would have to start have back to start at the back first, level. first level. Um, um, I don't know I don't if there's... Know if I'm there's, assuming there's a score attached to it, tied to it, based off of how quickly you beat it and like racking up like a combo or whatever, but I didn't play arcade mode. Did you guys play arcade mode? Uh-uh. And then they have then they harder, harder mode, mode, which I think which you, I think you can, can unlock at the same time. Either, either you unlock it as you go. As you go. So, so I think so it I might think be the same, same thing where you can play, play the, the um, at least the, at first, least the chapter, first chapter, or maybe you have or to beat maybe you have to beat the game. I think yeah, you beat the game, then you unlock harder mode. No, you have harder before because I went to the menu a couple times and I saw harder. Harder there. Um, you might you might have to beat the chapter, but yeah, yeah, you yeah, have to yeah, beat the, first, the first, chapter first chapter in order to do the second and all that. But uh, but, uh that one that speeds up the enemy, so they're faster. faster. I don't know I don't if that, know means, that means like both, both the, in their movement, movement and like the reaction time. Yeah, reaction yeah, time. Reaction I don't know what that means. Um, but then also adds a lot more of them. So um, I did not play um either of them. One of the reviews I read said that harder mode. Uh, was, uh, was way, way more uh, challenging, challenging than they thought it would be, it would be. and they had and to they play had a lot slower than they played. So they said they they felt like the purest, most fun way to play the game was the default mode. But it sounds like maybe you should check a harder mode, Dante, because maybe yeah, I was I was gonna say like the like if I had one like my two minor things like my nitpicks about this game were like. This is it's the opposite of what I say for almost every other game where I'm like, I kind of wish this one was longer. Like, normally yes. I think games like overstay their welcome, but I could have definitely done four more discs or CDs or whatever they call them. Yeah, it's yeah, so it's weird so because weird how long to beat said that this game was what, two hours? Two and a half was like was the, the average. average. Yeah, yeah. And, and I like, beat it in. An hour and maybe ten minutes. Yeah, and like yeah, even like my my time, my time uh, uh, I think I was, I think an, I hour was an hour and twenty four minutes or something like that. So it was like I was expecting it to be almost twice as long as what it actually was. So like I I a hundred percent agree with you. I wish this game was longer. Obviously, not not for the sake of uh for enjoyment if 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 it was like just artificially longer and they didn't like it wasn't continuously like adding new things i don't think i would enjoy that as much but yeah but at the rate it was going i was like man like you could tack on another hour so maybe maybe that is a way for them to uh prompt people to try harder mode or arcade mode too to be honest true yeah and then the other thing i was going to say like I do wish it was a little bit more challenging. Like, I know people probably do find it challenging as it is, but, like, I guess I would have been fine if you took two shots instead of three. Heck, I would have even accepted the hotline one shot. 
probably. Yeah, yeah I, I was thinking I was about, thinking like, about what, what could they, they have done to... Have and, and, like, I think in Hotline think Miami, they added some type of variability to, like, you know, you could put on a different mask, and each mask kind of had its own power. And I was thinking the same thing, like, what if they had, like, a a mode that was like, oh, you start with a gun... Uh, uh, as the monkey, as or you, you're, you're carrying you're around carrying a weapon, weapon, but then you can only take like one hit of damage. Hit of damage. Yeah. And I like think that. all three of us agree that this is a lot easier, like or at least significantly easier than Hotline, right? Yeah, I would say yeah, so. I, would say so. I, I, think I, so. I think so. I think so. But I mean, it's still. I mean, who cares? Like, it's a great game. Like, I'm not gonna be like, oh, the difficulty, you know. I think the difficulty was good. I think it was good. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. Um, did you did and you you, you both played you both break, play in, break in, right? In, right? Yeah. yeah. Yep. So at the so very at end the of the game, game uh, uh, so, every, so every every disc every had, eight, had levels, eight levels, four on each four side, on side, except, except the, fourth the fourth disc. disc side B side only B had only three had sides, and then you they throw this bonus mission called break in. So which can can we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did, did we spoil the end of the game or like say oh kind of like what? I don't know, man. There's a lot of lore built up. I mean, that last sequence is pretty. <laughs> that last level is really good. That last okay. level, okay. the um, what do they call it? Um, outro or yeah. Oh man, it had a cool level name. Yeah, it was but anyway, you're like okay, you're on your way out, and <laughs> the last thing they have you do. Is go through like I guess a zoo or something, and you're just literally releasing all of these animals, and the animals that you're releasing fight alongside you <laughs> to get out of this facility. So it almost becomes like a really messed up game of Pokemon where I'm like I'm freeing these things, and they're just kind of becoming my personas and just attacking my enemies. <laughs> Yeah, you're freeing like brown bears Brown bears and white bears bears and black bears bears and jaguars and and stuff like that. And And so, like, they're they're doing... I mean, they can't grab humans or whatever, but, like, you having all these humans... And it's funny, too, because this is one of the few levels that has a ton of, I will say, just civilians. People that don't have guns. And I don't know if the animal... Do the animals attack them, too? They do. They do. <laughs> and so, like, and you so have, you like, have these civilians like, that are getting that are mauled, mauled by these by these creatures you're freeing, and also these dudes running around with guns trying to stop you. And, like, I don't know, it was, it was very rewarding. <laughs> and the, um, the enemies with guns will shoot the civilians sometimes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they get in the way. Um, and then, so that that's the last, last level, right? Or, the excuse me, the... the Disc two, disc two, side B, side B or excuse me, disc four, disc side, four B, side B, level three, level right? Three, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So then the so next the level, next break, level in break in, is basically getting you getting to the beginning. To the beginning. It's like it's almost like, like almost a, a loop. A loop. <laughs> and um, and um, so you start you in the parking, the parking lot of this lab, the laboratory, and you're breaking into the laboratory, and um. It's funny because you're like, why am I going back into this laboratory? And it's like super big. You know, I think you're playing all four levels of the first disc in one level. And you get to the very end and you realize it's the starting point of the first game. And now there's a tiny like miniature ape in the thing that you free and then you put on your back. 
and then you have to leave. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so down back, down back. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that, oh, that, that level was so, was so I, I really enjoyed I really that level, that level um, because, because I was just like, why am I going back in? And then you get that. Uh, the reveal, and you see, oh, I'm freeing a monkey that's going to be basically in the same situation I was in the beginning of this game, and I just thought that was so cool. Yeah, the first time I did it, I think I took my two hits on the way there, and then once I got there, I was like, oh, and I realized this is the halfway point. I've got to go back. So the thing that I realized, and um, I had gotten hit, I think. At least once, maybe twice, by the time I got to the um, ape that I was trying to save. The chimp. (laughs) Yeah. And then I'm like, wait a second. Let me just follow my own blood trail. Yep. 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 Pretty much the next room, I had to fight a couple of enemies. But other than that, I was good. Like. I did that I up did until that I got close to the end. Like one of the times when I played, I, played. Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know if it was close to an elevator, but there was one room was one where room I probably where didn't I probably kill, kill all the enemies, all the enemies like, on my way there. On my way and there. so when I was following so my, trail, was following my trail, trail, there was like this was huge like this room just full of just my blood and the enemy's blood and a ton of enemies in there. And so as soon as I walked in, like they just turned around and saw me. And just, and just unloaded on me. R.I.P. And my and my little buddy. Well, um, I wanted to try to you know make this this episode not any longer than the game. Um, do you guys have anything else that you want to cover? Things you enjoyed or any additional nitpicks that you have? I think we pretty much covered our nitpicks. We kind of just wish the game was longer, really. I, I've, I've got a critique by Pal Labyrinth on the Steam forums. A Driftside B ruins an otherwise great game. For abandoned ship hard, you need pure luck not to be overwhelmed with shooting enemies due to lack of cover. Very disappointed. This is the worst level in any game I've ever played. 100% RNG. Well, he does say on hard, so technically I haven't done it, but he does sound like he's he's. <laughs> you just that's like one of my like favorite my things favorite to do is to look up uh, the negative uh, reviews on Metacritic. Metacritic. That's what we should have pulled, pulled up <laughs> and see what and people see have, to, people say have to say about Ape Because I have nothing uh, bad to say about. I love it. So, Marcus, did you so end Marcus, up did you looking end up looking up? up Gabe Cazillo's other games? Other games. I did not. I have not yet. So the it, only one that I could find is one that's is on like a website. website. It's GabeCazillo.itch.io. And it's and a game called Foiled. Game and I thought it was going to be like a browser game. But you download it apparently. Uh, from just from the website and just looking at the gameplay footage it's like a jousting game kind of like um what was the game dante we played it with you through um what's the name of that app oh i know which one you're talking about shovel knight not shovel knight it's the um what's the marcus you know the one where you're going left and right and you go into the worm oh uh nidhogg Nidhogg, well, and there's Nidhogg too. You're well. on a level similar to Shovel Knight, basically, where you're fencing. And that's Nidhogg. You're talking about Nidhogg. Where no, you can no, throw I'm, the sword. I'm talking about this game. 
game. Oh, okay. Like, I, I know which like, game you're talking about, you're but talking I'm saying about. the structure of the level is kind of like a Super Smash Brothers level, where the two of you are facing off against each other. It's not like a 2D back and forth game. This is like a single stage. And so it's like a two-player couch co-op, not co-op, but like a versus game. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Well. Well. You got any? You guys got any questions? I just want to know what's next for this developer. Yeah, like I think the main thing for me, like, don't get me wrong, I think this is a very like well thought out game. I want to know, do you guys? Would you play another game that has like this? Absolutely. I, I just like, I'm just, but I'm just trying to think like, what kind of like? It's it's obviously we're not developers, so this is just like armchair de- developer. But like, what kind of game would that work for? You know, like you mean like on a triple A scale or no? Like, I'm just trying to think like, I don't think a a, a sports game would. Oh, I don't need it to be a different genre. I just need it to be more of this. Sure, and sure. that's what and I was trying to say. I, I guess say, maybe I the guess question maybe is, the question is if the, do you think this would work for another type of genre? Type of genre? Like, like the silhouetted art style? or No, what the, the music, the, 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 the um, uh, reactive music. I mean, I think you could do it. Like, heck, the silhouetted levels in Tropical Freeze are three-quarters of the way there if they just added, like, some type of... Like, Nintendo's very... What what's the word like conservative with their stuff? So I don't think they would go as deep in the paint as Ape Out developers did for their stylistic stuff. <laughs> They're worried about They're worried the visuals, about the visuals style, style, not the uh, the music style, right? Well, I mean, Nintendo has good music too. Don't get me wrong, but I just yeah, think yeah. they are not going to like since this is indie, they can just go down the rabbit hole all the way. Whereas Nintendo, like, they're going to go down. A certain extent, but at the same time, they're going to make it accessible to everybody. Which I think, Tropical Freeze, like the silhouetted levels, kind of toes the line where it's like, okay, well this is a twist on your regular 2D platforming thing. But it's not, like, I mean, for me to say that that's not crazy, like, I have to say that's in comparison to this. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Those levels are absolutely beautiful and like, pieces of art in my opinion, but... Um, compared to this, like this one really goes all the way down that logical conclusion of, oh, what if we made an entire game based off of those silhouetted levels, essentially? Can I read you guys guys three three negative negative reviews reviews off of of Metacritic Metacritic and we we call it? it? (laughs) If you want, yeah. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I don't, I won't give you, these are just user user reviews. Um, Um, Four out of ten because game... game, I'm I'm going to read it verbatim. verbatim. Four out of ten because game game have a good style style for someone, someone, but game game is becoming becoming boring with the time, like, and style that that what can annoy you. you. As for me, me, it's the worst worst Evolver's game. game. Um, All style, no substance. substance. This would have been the third coolest Flash game in 2005, maybe. There is no variety. You see about 80% of what this game has to offer in the first hour. About the same time, the ooh, it looks and sounds neato factor wears off. Skip this one until it's under $7. 
See, uh, at least like that one. <laughs> no, that one. This person said, "You see what the game has to offer in the first hour." Yeah, because the game is over. They're not wrong. They're not. See, if I was really salty for whatever reason, I could kind like there is a very small kernel of truth in there. The first one was just absolute nonsense. Like that didn't yeah, even make yeah. sense. Yeah, I think that, that was maybe like a uh, not not native not U.S. or American speaker. Or the something. second one was objectively wrong, but at least I kind of saw the I saw the burgeoning of an argument yeah. somewhere in there. Um, this, last <laughs> this last one, ten out of ten style, two out of ten gameplay. Overly simplistic, more reliant on luck than skill, randomized levels don't work for this game, often ending in unfair, cheap deaths. Really wanted to like this game, but it was just a huge disappointment. Huge difficulty spikes at the end. I'm the type of guy who will finish almost any game or movie, no matter how bad it is. I stopped playing on the fifth level, Breakout. Honestly, don't think most reviewers made it that far. <laughs> okay, Trevor, did you write this back in 2019? <laughs> this was written in this year. That was written March 5th of this year. So we we were like, how did he die 37 times? Apparently, there is a con- there's an audience like that. There's. <laughs> I'm not yeah. even making fun of people for being bad at the game, but how yeah. do you stop at the fifth level? That's five minutes in. <laughs> literally literally that's five minutes in (laughs) yeah we should read metacritic reviews more often oh man okay well um trevor great game great experience i would say great game great experience okay okay dante great game great experience ape game ape experience okay okay I uh, will go with Trevor because people know what that means. I'll say great game, great experience. Everybody should play this game. It's pretty fun. It's really awesome. Uh, only takes an hour of your time. Yeah, it only takes an hour of your time. Like I would say get it even though it's more expensive than $7. But I mean... If you if you can, you know, try to try to holiday sales coming up, it, it'll probably be discounted on Steam at least. Yeah. So um, yeah. Uh, yeah where, can uh, where can people can find you at, Trevor? You can find me on the internet at Lyric Unsung. I'll probably be streaming some more Xbox Game Pass. Anything in particular you've been streaming lately, or anything you're looking forward to streaming? Not really. I've kind of gotten back into Destiny just because some of my friends have been talking about it. But I've also wanted to try to stream more Game Pass games because that was what I started doing. I think about a year ago, where I was just trying to find like short games. That can you? Can you stream Switch games? I don't have the capability. I only have the Switch Lite. I was going to say, go ahead. Oh, no, he's right, because he has a Switch Lite that does complicate Do you things. intend you to get the OLED, OLED Switch? Probably not. Probably not. I would uh, more than likely more than get likely the get Switch the Pro Switch if it's Pro like a 4K, model. 4K model. It's sounding like it's going to be a Switch 2 at this moment. Well, Turning us into a well, newscast. Yeah. The only well, I, if, well, I if I upgrade switches, it'll be switches one that can connect to the TV. That way, I would have one specifically for a handheld use and another one to keep in the house. Yeah. Because I was going to say, uh, had you had wondering if you had gotten and or started Dread yet? 
No, um, no. I'm going to get that after I finish that, a couple other games. Because I did want to switch just so I could play the next Metroid game. So I will eventually get it. I haven't decided if I wanted it digitally or physically. Gotcha. What about you, Dante? Where can people find you at? People can find me at twitch.tv slash mischeckpoints, occasionally streaming video games there. And on my primary channel, twitch.tv slash wakingcloud, I just got done streaming... uh, No, I'm in the middle of Majora's Mask right now. And I will probably start up... Oh, man, well, you're just going to have to find out what I'm going to start up, because I have a lot of things I want to start, but... It's only so, so, tune much, in. so much time tune in a day. In. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and you can uh, find you can me on, on Twitter, Twitter at Potato at Salad. Potato uh, if you like tuning uh, in, like in into Miss Checkpoints to find out about Hidden Gems, Cult Classic, and indie games such as Apeno, and share us with your friends, family, and the not shitty subreddit communities you're in, comment on our Facebook page, add us on Twitter, leave us a review, preferably five stars on Apple Podcasts so we can please your category. Well, yeah. You guys got anything else for Apeno? Great slash ape ape game, game, great, great great slash ape ape experience. experience. Um, Um, yeah, yeah. and with that, we're missed checkpoints. We're out. Peace. Peace.